mood. Check, 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 check. Mic check, mic check. Beer up and banner, everything off, everything on. Everything on point. On point, to the point. To the point, to the oink. You're the pig. See what I did? <laughs> you know where I live. <laughs> Bro, well, everything is good, man. What are you said? I'm good. I'm good. I'm back. I'm just gonna get for my tea. Rod. He's back. We're back. It's your boys, Ratchet and Clank, back again. You know what I'm saying? We ain't playing no games though. It's beer rap and banter, the dynamic duo. That's it. The podcast. Let's go. Let's go. And we're having cheers, man. We're uh, we've gone back. I thought to... I saw a fly in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> is there a fly in your teeth? That's a double look. I had to take a double take. Yeah. No, fly in just, your suit. It's tea just a rap and... dirty corner of the tea bag. So I spat in it when I made the tea. Um, tea wrap and banner, episode 40. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're subscribed, sharing it, all that good stuff, social media. Big up everyone that's supporting the podcast over the last few Shout months. Out. It doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and this is episode 40, man. So it's sort of like happy, bu- happy birthday. Why is it a birthday? <sighs> I don't know. It's just because a... it's the 40th. Yeah, it's a big 40. I'm a big man, but I'm not 40. Uh, life begins at 40 that's something my mum used to say life begins at 40 mm. naughty 40 naughty 40 do people get a bit freaky when they turn 40 and they get a bit naughty uh i don't know they're probably clutching it they're either mid towards the midlife crisis a little bit there so they're either trying to get it all out of the system then or they start reinventing themselves maybe but now 40 is a good year i'm looking forward to hitting 40 soon not yet, obviously, but in a good few years. Why are you looking forward? I thought everybody hates getting older. No, and man, when you have them to embrace kind of it. You have to embrace it. Anniversaries come around. Everyone's like, oh, God. Like, I remember my 30th thinking, oh, God, I can't believe I'm 30. It was horrible. My 30 was lit. I had a nice, nice vibe. And I, I just embrace it every year. I'm thinking, yeah, it's a strong age. You say, yeah, I'm 40. Yeah. And, you know, get your shit together. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. I just, I'm not shying away from it. Ask me in a few more years, innit? Are you going to do like some crazy celebration? Like jump out of an airplane or something? Like have a mad party with like thousands of people and just go nuts or? Uh, Nah, probably just stay in my yard and just stay in my house. (laughs) Be boring. What? You never know. You never know. I might. But you're looking forward to it. So I would have thought you'd be looking to celebrate it. I mean, yeah, you could jump out of a plane if you're a thrill-seeking type. I'm not going to jump in the... I don't even like flying them. I was just going to say, I didn't think you was a thrill-seeking type of person. No, I'm super not (laughs) thrill-seeking. Super plain Jane vanilla type of guy, like... Vanilla by every every means. (laughs) (laughs) Except for when it comes to Orn. Yeah. Crease! Yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, nothing vanilla about that. No, no. (laughs) Well... Anyway, it's episode 40, Beer Rap and Banner. We're trying to think of a, a player with the number 40. We couldn't, so we were either going with um, E40, Cal, one of the favourite rappers, Cal's favourite rappers of all time. What's that thing he does? Oh. <laughs> E-fo-o. I am not the biggest E40 fan, but I do acknowledge that his contribution to hip-hop and the fact that he is a hip-hop legend. Well, I'm not going to lie to you, bruv. Like, he's not someone I look forward to hearing. The wobble, the wobble and the ooh, and the world, they are feety photo. I quite like his protege, g Easy. I think g Easy's dope. Is that his protege? Well, they come from the same area. So when g Easy was getting on, obviously, he's trying to holler at everybody around the way and he's hollered at E40. I've always liked, right, I've always looked at E40 as this, like, fascinating rap creature from San Francisco, wherever it was. Because you hear him rap and he's... He's got the weirdest sort of off-tempo rhyme style. 
but it comes with a lot. I was of... going to the shop to get some groceries now. Now I was going to get some groceries and I filled up the bell. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but he had some of my favorite records going up. He had Sprinkle Me and um, uh, Scissor. Pause. Sipping on uh, before Scissor. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 oh, no, no, no. Hurricane. Me? Hurricane. Sorry. It was called Hurricane. It was like some 90s San Francisco West Coast, but not like Death Row G Funk type of it. It was a whole different type of funk from San Francisco. It's an interesting vibe. And he's also got a good record on one of Mr. Cow's albums on No Limit, which I've always liked. Mr. So, Cow, he was sick. Yeah, the Unpredictable album. Mm. The No Limit stuff I was, I was fucking with heavy. So it's the E E photo episode. <clears throat> Um, you can go on YouTube in some of his music and see what you think. And he's still going strong, man. He's like, he had that song with Big Sean that I don't fuck with you. He featured Was he that. on that? Yeah, he was That was a that. big tune. See what I mean, bro? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a No, don't, 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 don't do it. Don't do Them ad-libs are killing it, bro. Don't do it. No. I'm, I might get back in the rap game. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, yuck. Ugh. That's one of my favorite. That's ad-libs. the greatest. Ad- that's one of the, you just, you see something like, ugh. Yuck. Shout push your teeth. Or, or the, Huh? Huh? That Rick Ross. What's the gigs one? Yeah. It's like he's sh- having a shit or something. <laughs> Is that how you shit? <laughs> Real what aggressive. the fuck did you eat? <laughs> Get out of my system. <laughs> well, I'm constipated as fuck. <laughs> I might put on some gigs. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> put on some gigs and fucking bang out in the toilet, innit? Just fuck my gang signs. World's these... quickest shit. <laughs> okay, three, two. <laughs> okay, oh, let's go. No, he does that. I want. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when the shit's done, innit? He's like, oh. <laughs> you know what? It is uh, satisfying to do a number two. It's a, it's a satisfying feeling. Do you like going for shits at work as well? Because then you're getting paid to have a shit. It, it feels like it's like a. <laughs> oh my god! Some people might be listening to us now. We're having a shit. You dirty yeah, boy. You never know. You never know. Dirty girl, dirty boy. <laughs> wipe your ass. Make yeah. sure you wipe your ass properly. Don't you push too deep in, innit? Like, oh. your finger goes through the tissue and you end up fingering yourself in the bum. I remember being young, yeah. Grease. <laughs> I remember being young and hearing that when people have kids, babies. <laughs> Yeah. And when the baby gets constipated, they have to put Vaseline on their finger and get up in the baby's ass to, to, to remove the package. And I just, that freaked me out. I couldn't get my head around the fact that people are doing that, bro. You sure that was like parents and not that, that cardinal guy? Oh, <laughs> so our first topic already. Well, we're just having a, yeah, Woo. that is mad. These... Let's get it out of the way. Let's get the grim topics out. So this cardinal, what's his name? George Pell? Yes. I'm going to just open up the news thing, but the link was there. Go um, for it. The Cardinal. So, I mean, this is one of these things where, um, do you remember that episode before where we was talking about uh, some problems in black churches? Yeah. Um, and how there's scandals and how the pastor might be like, there's some pastors that might be sleeping with congregation members. like Or exploiting so, people. It, it sort of. Yeah. I so it's like in the, the black, in the black church, yeah. the pastor might be sleeping with your wife. But in the white church, the pastor might be sleeping with your son. Oh, <laughs> that is mad. In I know the what church, church I'd rather go to. <laughs> um, so basically, Cardinal George Pell is challenging his child sex abuse conviction of three grounds. Uh, this ex-Vatican treasurer abused two boys in Melbourne. So he's Australian, yeah? In fucking hell, in 96. Let's have a look at that. So I don't... You, you used to go to church. Did you used to go to church? I don't fuck with you. Um, I, I, hold on. I don't know what you're trying to say. No, I'm not here. trying to. <laughs> Where was you in Australia in '96? Now <laughs> it wasn't on... me. Um, 
Um, I no, I, I, I did used to, used to go to church. Yeah. yeah, but what type of church? Like United, uh, what do they call it? United Reformed, United Free. It was like a white people type of church. See, I was gonna get into that because there's different okay. Christian churches. Yeah. So you, you said like there's the white, there's the uh, there's like the Pentecostal church, which yeah, is mostly a black congregation. Everyone clapping and singing. Yeah, there's gospel, and then you got the Catholic church where, uh, unfortunately, there is a there's a lot of. <laughs> It's quite a great area with a lot I, of the clergymen I, I, and people I, that work there, I especially with abusive people. Like that film um, that was set in Boston, where they're exposing all the all the clergy, not clergymen. What's their names? Like the the Pope and everyone, and it's fascinating. fascinating wow, I didn't story. know about that one. Yeah, I'll bring it up in a bit. But I thought this was just one of those things where everyone knows it happens, but everyone kind of turns a blind eye to it. Yeah. So yeah. I was surprised to, to turn on the news and see this guy, and I was like, "What? They've got a cardinal?" But it says here in this article here from the BBC um, that the ex-Vatican treasurer abused two boys in a Melbourne cathedral in '96, um, and but he maintains his innocence. And his lawyers are arguing that he was wrongly prevented from entering his plea before a jury. That is a serious allegation. So, you know, this this might just keep dragging on. It might just keep dragging on and on and on and on. But it's it's mad now. There's always people getting accused and and getting getting done. And oh, what's that face for? A jury unanimously convicted him on one charge of sexually penetrating a child oh. under 16 and four counts of committing an indecent act. What is an indecent act? That's Probably exposing like, yourself. Uh, exposing yourself or... Um, smashing off. Or, or doing something indecent. That's grim. That's disgusting. I hope it burns in hell. That's grim. The trial heard testimony from one of the victims. Pearl was remanded in custody. He's an old ass man. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be so careful. <laughs> oh, wow. Just parents as well. Like, not even obviously, we've probably got Catholic people that, you know, are very religious and into God. And what do you like, mean you got to be careful? You mean like, you don't like, want to get caught when you're <clears throat> fondling little boys. You got to be so careful. Is that what you're trying to say? I'm always careful. I'm <laughs> joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've never been caught. 13 years <laughs> teaching in public school, I've never been caught. Until now, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kids. Like a scene from fucking Scooby-Doo, innit? They take off the mask. They, t- they take off the mask and it's... <laughs> you got to be it so... It was him! <laughs> it was Ben! And the pedo. you got to be so careful with who you are leaving your kids around outside of your... Well, I say outside your family setting, but a lot... Majority of people who are abused, it comes within a, a, a family home and a family setting or, or from their loved ones and close ones. And we're not making lighthearted of the situation. We're obviously trying to find some funny side yeah. of things. But um, if you have experienced um, unwanted attention or some sort of sexual abuse or emotional abuse from whether it be someone in in your religious sector or friend or family, you should go speak to someone or be out, you know, don't take it as a, um, seeing that you're weak or you're a bit gay or funny, you should definitely, definitely speak to someone and seek help. That's, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and second that and even go further and say, it's a very serious topic. So if there is anyone that is kind of suffering, any kind of victims, and if you don't feel comfortable to go out there and talk to the services, then, you know, holler at us. 
and get at Ings LT and just DM him and, you know, he'll do his safeguarding thing. That's what you teachers do. You safeguard people. Yeah, it? yeah. So. I do safeguarding all the time. Um, but I won't go into that because then that would be exposing the safeguarding issue. But <clears throat> you got no, you got to be so careful. So I know we make fun of it, but uh, I hope this guy gets, you know, whatever his comeuppance, both on this earth and he'll go to hell. Fucking um, hell. <laughs> I was going to say that's a bit much, but then if, I mean, what... What should be the criteria that gets you sent to hell? That should definitely. Definitely. What, Molestation. All right. Anything like that. So Are we what, doing this a checklist of what we get into heaven? Yeah, what 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 like what should get you sent to hell? Or yeah, if you like, what should get you Can't sent to heaven? Can't believe in heaven because we're living in hell. All right, so what if What's that Raycon song? What if It must like, be heaven or hell? Oh yeah. yeah um, um It's called Heaven and Hell. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. That's a big tune. That's a very big song. Classic. Quite a deep song. It's uh, towards the end of the album, isn't it, I think? Yeah. On the, um... I think it might actually be the last song mm. on uh, Cuban Links. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't believe in heaven because... Anyway, uh, what's the criteria for going to hell? Um, Are this... So what if you've done loads of good acts in your life and then you just... You build up all your points, like build up all your coins, like FIFA coins or PlayStation heaven, heaven coins, and then you just spend it all on one sinful act. It could, could it work like that, really? Like, could you be like have like you know, uh, fed and clothed homeless people, and you know, helped old ladies across the street, and done all of these incredible good acts, which you would expect a cardinal would probably do, and then that one sinful, disgusting act is that enough to cancel out everything, every good thing you've ever done in your whole life? Yeah. Damn. I would say because. To hell with you. <laughs> Burn. Um, you build up, when people say you build up your blessings. He's in hell like, the roof, the, the roof, roof, the roof is on fire. fire. We, we don't, we don't, don't want to let them motherfucker burn. Burn, burn, burn hey, motherfucker. Burn, burn, burn. Devil, burn. Hey, 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 devil. And I don't know who else is in hell and Lucifer. Just see uh, Lucifer. Uh, Lucifer, uh, devil, huh, Hitler, huh, burr, burr, Hitler, burr, burr, not, zick, 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 devil. <laughs> <laughs> think how many songs right think how many yeah. songs that have got the word like Lucifer or devil in it and people look at that deeper you bear know songs. bear songs and people see that as like a Illuminati and all these things I've heard, I don't even know if Illuminati exists but I know there's deeper powers but I think some people get so pre uh, some people get preoccupied by oh there's devil in this and mm. there's Illuminati in this but they're not mm. focusing on themselves to mm. put themselves in a better situation mm. and they're just twanging themselves and then not getting out of this vicious circle or loop and not denying that there might be powers that be obviously powers that be that you know the world banking and financial system and politics agendas and whatnot but take a look at yourself and then act on that rather than yeah why wow, you went deep with it man I mean yeah I think there's lots of things in life where you could become obsessed with and you can put these other causes and investigations and you can yeah. put all of these other things above your own well-being. But mm. I find you got to look after number one. That's it. You have, I'm number it has one. to be done, man. you got to take time to look after yourself, uh, put yourself in a good position. That's like it. Talking say. about someone who's trying to look after himself, number Here one. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Jussie Schmollett. Very interesting name he's got. Schmoney. Jussie Schmollett. What a liar. Now, I think I said on a few episodes back that it was very, very... I was very sceptical about you everything. it. No camera, no real footage, or there was this some grainy footage of some blokes running away. He said he had liquid thrown in his face. Uh, allegedly, it allegedly. was bleach. He ran to the house, but he still had the noose around his neck. Why would it still be around his neck? So it, we've come to find out that he's paid two extras from his programme, um, Empire, 
That's crazy. Oh, were they actually extras from the show? I think so. One of them was the extra, and the other one was, was his brother. I heard two random Nigerian brothers. No, I think one was the one was an extra, and the other one was his brother. Oh. We could be misquoted. We do get some facts wrong on beer rap and banner, but fuck it, this is hey. what it's about. It's just two blokes talking. Come on, everybody laugh. gets facts wrong. That's it. They? If you don't, you know, you can just Google it while we're talking. You could pause us now. Pause. Unpause. There you go. But you can <laughs> <laughs> segue and just Google that shit because you can, everything's just at like a Google press away. Anyway, he's been exposed and. Um, he was on peas as well. He was on like a hundred grand a week, a hundred grand an episode or something crazy. That's a lot of dough. And he was, yeah. Well, apparently not for him because he wanted more. And this is either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to go like he's finished, his career's finished and he'll be outcast or people are going to start to search his name more and investigate him more and he'll sort of bounce back because in, in this day and age, you can do anything and almost bounce back and he could get something off it and people were forgotten by the next day. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Some things you can't bounce back from, bro. I don't think this Cardinal is going to be bouncing back anytime soon. <laughs> oh, bouncing back off a prison wall, mate. Oh, he's bouncing be... back off of someone's knob. Oh, what? He's, Cow, man. he's fucked. Literally. He, he's screwed. <laughs> um, Jesus ain't saving him. Well, actually, no he him. has screwed. That's why he's oh. going to jail. But... Um, um, I apologise, listeners. Just, this, this just you go, man. It's crazy, fam. What was man, your thing? Because you was, because I was like sceptical, um, and you was. Well, how did you feel about it before? All right. So, autom- automatically, when I first heard these allegations, I just thought to myself, "This is cr-. like who? Like I haven't heard about a noose being put around someone's neck. It's clearly some kind of a racial attack, like some kind of a hate crime." And I haven't heard a story of someone being attacked and had a noose put around their neck in quite some time, like mm. years and years, maybe even decades. So it just sounded, it just felt really strange. And it felt, wow, I can't believe this is still going on. And and, and I kind of thought, well, maybe this is as a byproduct of the environment that's been created since Donald Trump has come into power with the whole mate, America Great Again movement and the support of the alternative right. So it it just kind of felt like, well, maybe this is why it's happened. But for it to actually be a hoax, I'm so disappointed in Jossie, man. Because what really killed me, like at first the facts were coming through bit by bit and I was thinking, nah, what? And then there was a statement by, I think it was the head of Chicago police where he, he was saying, yep, we're, um, you know, we're really disappointed and Jussie Smollett has basically faked this whole thing. And I was like, what? Mm. Like, obviously police have gone and done their homework. Um, and then all of these details start coming out about the uh, the alleged attackers were actually black dudes. It was like two um, American guys from Nigerian descent. And it's like, what? how are you going to get two American guys that are black to stage a racist attack? I wonder if they get in trouble as well. Or maybe they were just telling the truth. You know, they were paid I, I to think the police picked them up, put some pressure on them, and then they just they just folded, didn't cool, they? Did. It was him. They he made me do it. Folded like six nine. Oh, he, how are you gonna come out and start so six nine, that's another person. Can he bounce back? <sighs> if he comes out well, when he comes out and he's going sticky with the blicky with the flicky huh? Listen. If you get arrested and you're facing doing a life sentence in jail, you're singing arms. You're flipping on everybody. Singing to the birds, stitch, uh, like, snitching. So, 
Because, like, I mean, what can he get? He can probably get a reduction in his sentence, but he's still probably going to have to serve some hard time. Yeah, and in America, like, I, and he's he'll, he'll be like public enemy number one there. Like, he's giving it all the all the Bobby Biggin, giving it the Biggin, doing it, giving it large. He stands out like a sore thumb with the tats on the face and the hair, Bait. and and he's not he's not claiming one. Because I think in prison over there, if you're claiming like one set or one gang, you can that's your family, and you can sort of keep protected or looked after obviously you've got to probably put in a bit of work and do something to someone else but he's it's, it's over for him man it's it's over for him boy i, don't, I mean it? these lawyers are good man i don't know maybe there's some lawyer out there if he pays them enough money they can find his some career, type what? of loophole Who's and get him out where's he gonna perform what's he i mean he can put music out digitally and, you know and what online. fans are like like come on man triple x was like a, a woman beater he was beating his woman and and all of his fans would leap out to his defense, like Triple X Tentacion. Mm. And I was like, wow, this guy's like, he's actually a bit of a douchebag. But he started changing his yeah, life. He, he started yeah. doing good things. And I was thinking, all right. When I'll he was young, I think he's, he made a mistake when he's younger. And everyone makes mistakes. Look at Chris Brown. You see what I'm saying? Um, like, but with 6ix9ine, yeah, like I can tell that his fans, his fans will be behind him and, you know, they will support him. So if he, if he did, because Max B was still making music in jail, wasn't he? So 6ix9ine was still making music. Max B shouldn't be making music. Putting it out. Man. Like, you know, like on the jail phone, making phone calls, just recording bars on the jail phone, it's making wavy. phone calls. And then someone mixing it down, putting it out. His fans will still buy it. He's still, I don't know the numbers, whether he's platinum or not, but he's still selling serious units and mm. charting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I so you. he can probably still eat and make money and support his family. He's got he's got a child in that, hasn't he? He's got a missus to look after. So he'll Who's probably still... Or Takashi. Takashi. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll probably still keep pointing out music and his fans will keep supporting him. But uh, whether he's going to get off of that charge, that because he, he's got some serious charges and he's going to do some serious time. Yeah, boy. I think it's finished for him, man. Like in terms of just being... Maybe trying to re become re-relevant again. Because you have to you have to come out again and redo yourself. Such as such as this microwave culture of music and even like younger generations to us, like he's old news. It's all about someone else and something else and some some other kids gonna gonna pop with like probably like with no no limbs or something or half a fucking <laughs> like you already had Fetty, well Fetty Watt was talented obviously like he's amazing. Very. Yeah. Um, he His voice is quiet. sick, man. Yeah, and but he had the whole one eye thing, and then that was good to help people overcome their own issues if they had any um deformities and he was you know but then Takashi come through he's this aggressive rapper and they're trying to say oh it's like a new onyx type of thing with a with a shouty vibe sound a bit like Fred Roll yeah nowhere near onyx though man it was like pfft. he was hard I'm not gonna lie there's a couple of tunes where I've heard that six night verse on it and I was like woo he's mm. bodied it I only like one tune where he's he's got, talented, the beat man. sounds mad the beat sounds it's got like about a million gunshots at the beginning it is mad ignorant uh, but I was contradicting myself before because I said I didn't like Gun Lean, but then I like a whole leap of records with like... You always contradict yourself. <laughs> well, this is beer up and banter. We have a it's laugh. What we, do. We, are, we, we talk from we the heart. We have a sober. Yeah. It's um, yeah. Uh, what are we catching up on? Ah, oh. she's one of our own. She's one of, of our, our own. own. Shamima Bacon. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> she's one of <laughs> our own. Let I didn't her see back that in. Let her no, back in. Shamima Begum. Shut up. Let her back in. Listen, yeah. At first I was thinking, <laughs> give her a chance because she's give young. Give her a chance. <laughs> she's young. Anybody can make a mistake. But then like someone just put it to me like, think about it like this. If this was World War II and if somebody defected from Great Britain to go and join the Germans, would you let them back in? It's not up to me. No. 
You gone and joined the Germans. You're one of the enemy. How are you going to turn around and come back? Nah. So it's a similar she, kind of she like, made a, She made a mistake. We have she a was war a, on terror. <clears throat> There's a war going out outside. No one you can't escape from. You can run, but you can't, can't have forever. forever. From these streets that we don't took. All right, anyway. Um, ISIS, they shook. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Shamina, she shook. Well, she's like, uh, all right. I think her that first of all when they were filming her like opening the letter and reading it she it was like a bit hard it was a bit a bit deep to seeing her crumble and thinking oh bro you hit home it's like they're gonna deny deny me access to come back all these things um I feel it's mixed views man mixed views they, at, they at actually was, revoked her citizenship didn't yeah they? she's gonna get citizenship in another country but I mean she's made a mistake she was brainwashed uh, at like fifteen. I think this country let her down a bit with this whole process of, you know, because she was here and groomed here and all that. Can you talk to the listeners that aren't uh, aware of this story of what the whole deal with Shabina Begum is? So from what I understand is that she moved to, was it Syria? When mm. she was 15 with two other girls and she's from East London, East London side. Shut up, East London. Uh, you've let us down, East London. You fucked Mylan, up. Bethnal Green. <laughs> Stepney yeah, she's the... not from the bar of culture. She ain't from where we're from. No, nah. she's uh, she's from the oh. other side. Anyway, um, Tower Hamlets or somewhere like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I big up them sides still. But so she went there, and then she got married, and I think she had a few husbands, or she had a, uh, she had like two other kids that they died unfortunately, or you know miscarried or died while in her care, and then she was in this um, refugee camp. And she's hit home, it's hit home, it's thinking, it's deep, shit, deep. I've lost these kids, I'm on my third kid, this kid might not make it for whatever reasons, um, you know, I want to come back in it, I've made a mistake. Now, should they let a child back in who made a mistake? Because effectively, that's what she was or is, she's a teenager. She's what, 19 now? 19, so she's realised the errors of her way, should they let her back, um, okay, if they're going to let everyone else back, because aren't they letting other people who thought like to come back and then charge them? They're not revoking their citizenship or they're not revoking their some of their privileges. Uh, do, do they charge her like they should have charged everyone else and put her in prison and then maybe used her to find out about this whole um, brainwashing thing? Or do people just think, fuck it, I'm not, you know, we don't want you back in the country? I think <clears throat> maybe we should do a poll and find out officially. Or I think people are very, people have been very vocal saying they don't want to, they don't want to back in. So I can, I can understand that. Um, but just make sure people have that same energy and sort of conscious of everyone else that goes into other countries and comes back. But So I found a poll on Sky here. Oh, you done that quick. Sky News, Shamina Begum. 78% of Britain support revoking the IS Bride's UK citizenship. Is that when she was younger there? And then... Don't she look all cute and innocent? No. All sweet and innocent? And then she's there with the... 15% no but I, I think if you go to different polls though man because if you go to like the fucking Daily Mail it's going to be 100% no <laughs> if you go to like some socialist liberal Daily thing, Mail poll will be where they want it to be it's going to be like she should come back she looks sad in that picture there oh, that could be a so meme has she been turned into a meme has she been turned into a meme yet Someone's definitely got her. I've seen, yeah, I've seen one or two memes of her. In I've seen the one. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen the one with her in like Jordan's son's face. You know, uh, like Jordan's got that boy, um, Dwight York's kid. Oh, that he's not trying to claim. And um, what's his name? Harvey. Harvey. 
It's like, hello, ISIS cunts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you think, listeners? I mean, people are torn. I think the general consensus, the general view is that she shouldn't, you know, she's made her bed. She's got a lie in it. Uh, but I just hope, you know, every, I don't know, man, it's deep. <laughs> it is deep. Like, it is deep. That's um, why I'm saying you've got to keep an eye on your children. All of this talk about pedos touching up the kids just, in the church. Just for background People info. going away to different countries for religious reasons. Just keep an eye on your kids. Go through your kid's phone. Take your kid's phone. Go through it. Be an active parent. Go through their drawers. You know, I'm saying I ain't even got kids, but that's what I would do, Rago. You got it's got to be done, bruv. In this day and age of society, isn't that like harassment of your kids? No, you got no way, man. That's like, it's, what kind of rights do kids? Do kids have kids, rights? No, they don't. Slap to the face, back of the leg. Isn't, isn't that abuse or something? No, what we were both hit as kids. Yeah, well, I wasn't hit around the head as much as you was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only playing. Um, yeah, yeah, I had my ass. Torn up, man. I can imagine. Hey, my parents had a, an Ga- assortment of weapons to use. So that's what I'm me. saying. So God the Ga- Ghanaian and the king, generally the we- belt, the West, the West African, West African parenting and Caribbean parenting, <laughs> and even maybe Irish. Yeah, certain part, certain cultures, certain people with the parenting, the par- the weapons, the weapons. I, I the can tools. imagine the Irish must mess their kids up with. Punch them up. Go and give me the potato. Oh. <laughs> Take this. Feeding your little rascal. <laughs> Talking of stereotypes, moving swiftly on for Cal gets us beaten up by like the fucking... What, Liam Neeson? <laughs> <laughs> He'll be looking for you, mate. He won't be looking for me. That's the guy I was looking for. <laughs> I went out looking for any black guy and there was Cali. I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Liam Neeson, you mug. Uh, Is it Liam Neeson? Liam, no. Liam Neeson. Neeson. I still fuck with Liam Neeson, man. He was my boy before that thing. Did you see what Johnny Barnes was saying? Are you still fucking with him? I mean, I was disappointed. Do you know what? I've never seen it's any like, of his films. It's like when it's <laughs> I've like, never seen any takes. You know I don't it's, care it's about hard his life, being, so. It's hard being black, you know, because like you, you fuck with people and you have your favorites and then they go and do some shit that you think, oh, you ain't got no respect for me and my people. You disrespected. So it's like, what? What, what are we going to do? Like, are we going to be like, disregarding everybody we ever used to like that isn't black because of one little thing that they might have done. Like, for example, when, no. when Griezmann did the blackface, well, am I supposed to be like, oh, fuck Griezmann. I don't fuck with Griezmann no more. Yeah, and people then, forgot about oh, that. fuck Liam Neeson. I don't fuck with Liam Neeson no more. And then it's like when a big blockbuster Taken 5 comes out and it's sick and I want to go and watch it. And well, it's like, I'm, oh, I'm not fucking with Liam Neeson. I'm not going to watch Some that people moment. are, man. Some people are. But like the, right, the Griezmann thing where he dressed up as like a Harlem Globetrotter and... I'll just keep talking if you're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that might have been a genuine mistake and sort of a bit of naivety where he's got so many black mates and he's he's, he's multicultural as well. I don't reckon he'd done that with the intention to um, upset someone on purpose. Where the Liam, the actor guy, he didn't have to say black guy, black person, anything. He could have just been saying, I just went out and I wanted to find anyone and beat them up. And we've all felt like that. Like if ever you've been caught, uh, you've had you've had something that's happened to you, or you've been caught lacking, you think I'm gonna go out and I just wanna fuck up there, like the, you know, the person that did it. But mm. as soon as you put any race thing on it, it's, it becomes a bit problematic. Um, this uh, this then lends itself to this whole cancel culture. Then like who who determines who gets cancelled, who determines uh, who you should support and who you shouldn't support. Um, we were talking on stereotypes. Mm. Um, 
and I know you wanted to talk about that uh, the 56 black men stereotypes. Yeah. It was very interesting when you said who we should support and who we shouldn't support. Yeah. That kind of made me think about Brexit, but um, maybe we should stick to the script. No, go on, go for it, go on. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about Brexit. As you know, I'm not uh, much into politics. Maybe we should holler at uh, Dr. Hashi to talk about Brexit. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just been seeing uh, a lot recently, the deadline's coming, isn't it? When uh, we're going to make a decision on whether we're going to accept a, a deal from the EU or whether we're going to have to... Is this what they call a hard Brexit? Like, no deal? So, um, she's trying to get a deal across. Uh, Theresa May, who was voted in, you know, as our Prime Minister, although she's never won. She wasn't voted in. She was, No, not by us, she wasn't. She was. Did they actually, did the, did the MPs vote? Oh, I don't know, actually. Because I thought it was one of them ones. Maybe she's she, selecting. Sorry, she but she's never won in. an election though herself, so she doesn't have a lot of uh, voter she's confidence. Not, she's not an elected person of the people. No, I know she's definitely not. She's definitely not. But neither will be Jeremy Corbyn by the looks of it. The way things are going with Labour Party, everyone defecting <laughs> and anti-Semitic uh, links. Boy. And it's, it's not. It's not looking good for Labour. But anyway, with the Brexit thing, they're trying to get a deal. Um, they've got to agree on the initial deal to be put forward, and then then that has to be accepted. People are saying we should put it back a few... Well, we, like you and I, but we're not fucking just normal people. But mm. they should put it back a couple of months. Other people are saying no deal is will be catastrophic because you just leave Brexit with no... You just leave the European Union with no fixed um, setup and uh, deals for uh, trading, for movement. They're trying to set up this hard border in Ireland, in the different parts of Ireland. That's all going tits up. We can still uh, set up deals to trade with <coughs> other nations, though, can't we? Unless they put us in that backstop. Mm. I don't know too much about it. Uh, I've, every time it's been coming <coughs> up on the radio or news, I've sort of just... So I know there's... there's turned it off a bit. Because until it happens, yeah. nobody knows what's going on. So uh, um, I know there's uh, a lot that will... Maybe, change for us maybe on the day we should do an episode called uh beer rap and brexit hey, hey. i like it i like it I I like think it. I let's like get it. let's get absolutely pissed mm. and when it happens we can just comment on our thing and how it affects why us. why do but we have to get absolutely slaughtered because i feel we're going to need to pick us up because the country's going to be in a state of like depression and mourning <laughs> and also we always record better when we're pissed i know we're on fire today but I've had a. I'm not going to talk about my day to bring down the energy of the podcast. But okay, it's, it's been a long day. It's going to drive me to drink later. I tell you. Mate. <laughs> well, um, as long as you don't beat the wife, then it's all good. No way, man. She probably beat me up. Um, <laughs> you had drinking again, wasn't you? No, nah, she was on the sauce. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I want to touch on the stereotypes because you. Well, my wife's half Irish, and mm. we banter about like the stereotypes. But um, and you was busting joke about Irish people. I love Irish people. Fight, fighting potatoes and stuff and whatnot, but. Um, stereotypes are they called st do stereotypes have some truth behind them this is interesting so where do stereotypes come, come from? from is it are, do they mm. come from something that consistently happens so there's a there's a big stereotype of um, uh, black man time black people are always late but that's not always true I think a stereotype comes from oh white people have no rhythm that's not true I think it comes from certain people who may appear to be a typical member of that group, right? A typical member of that group. So not necessarily everybody in that group is going to behave in a certain way, but a typical member of that group. So for example, you might have the Wu-Tang Clan and you could say, ah, oh, 
Wu-Tang all are all about hustling and 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 drugs. But well maybe you hear a few bars like that from certain members, you know. Like Tikal was like some type of drug that Method Man was doing back in the day. Yeah. You hear people talking about angel dust and smoking weed and Spectre Deck talks about smoking weed and you know Raekwon the Chef talking about like coke talk, up, like, yeah. You know what I mean? But then Jizza don't talk about that stuff. Yeah. But then they've got All I Got Is You and uh, Cream and um, uh, After Sunshine, After Rain Comes yeah, Sunshine but, and stuff. But so it's like a typical member of that group, somebody might say, oh yeah, Wu-Tang are all like, they're like thugs and they talk about the streets and, you know, and hustling and doing drugs and selling drugs and all of this stuff. But okay, maybe a typical member, but not every single member is like that. So Jizza isn't necessarily like that. Rizza isn't necessarily like that. Capadonna isn't necessarily like that. You God isn't necessarily like that. So it's like some people are, but not everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you say, okay, black people always running late, then, you know, it's quite possible that if you know a group of black people, most of them aren't on time. But then there's always going to be one that's like, Super they've early. got that mentality of I'd rather be early than to be late. Yeah, of course. Late. I think it applies to everyone. Like people can yeah. be late. Yeah, no, I think stereotypes are unjust and not true. I mean, I joke saying, oh, you know why they called, you know, there's some truth yeah. to them. But it's too broad. There's so many people for like a blanket statement. So... I mean, I think some people get really offended by stereotypes. I don't. Like, I know that I like eating chicken. And if somebody says, oh, black people like eating chicken, he's a typical black person because he likes eating chicken. I'm like, ah, whatever. I like eating chicken. Yeah. It doesn't bother me unless you're, you're really doing some offensive racist type of shit. Like, if you're saying um, black people aren't good academically, I'm like, nah, you're talking shit. Yeah, it's bollocks. That, that isn't a stereotype. There's that good stereotypes just, and bad stereotypes. That is actually just like bullshit. There's good stereotypes and bad stereotypes. And I think some people like playing up to certain stereotypes, whether it be positive or negative, mm. uh, and then maybe latch onto it and feel it defines them, whether it be good or bad. Does that make sense? The stereotype can define somebody. Not define them. I think them. the mind is a funny thing. Like, if, no, you, if you believe something... It kind of becomes your truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and it kind of, it, it can limit you having a belief, you know? Mm. Like if you believe, okay, I believe in a specific religion and a specific set of rules of how life has been created by the creator and how I am supposed to follow these rules, mm. that can be very limiting for you now. Yeah, of course, yeah. Now there's a lot in life that you cannot experience and cannot do. And, and I think that applies across the board. If you believe okay, I'm a member of a certain group and people from this certain group... Do this. ...have to act Yeah, you're going to be hampered by it. Yeah, yeah, way. you're going to be... You need yeah. to break free of, of these stereotypes and go and um, be your own person. The reason I say is because I wanted to bring up, because I know we, we shared this in, in one of the WhatsApp groups and you watched the whole thing, but this uh, this project, this 50, is it 56 Black Men? Yeah, Breaking 56 Black Men Changing Stereotypes. stereotypes. Yeah, so there was a there was a group of men on this panel. Um, who was it with? Was it with Victoria Derbyshire? Yeah. Yeah. So they just spoke about breaking the stereotypes, basically, of going into work and. and Shout how, out to Vicky D. Is that a name? <laughs> yeah. I was surprised to see that. I I honestly was genuinely surprised. So you watched the whole thing, right? No, oh, I, just, I just caught it, um, just randomly, and I was just shocked and surprised and entertained. It was and interesting, the clip that I yeah. saw, yeah. 
Well, what did you like about it? Other than the fact it had lots of educated young men, young black men talking, you know, talking about positive things. I feel like it, it was a classic Victoria Derbyshire uh, piece of journalism. We love you, Vicky. Classic. Like it was like, it was like something I've never seen before. It was it was breaking a stereotype. Yeah. Going against tradition, and it was, it was kind of revolutionary and progressive. Like think about. We're talking about the BBC in a conservative country, the conservative national broadcasting corporation, mm. which has the, the you know, uh, uh, a huge media reach and influence across the nation, right? Generally, in this country, the portrayal of black men isn't that great, yeah? Generally, Agreed, especially yeah. when you've got newspapers like the Daily Mail and where people like Raheem Stillen feel like they yeah. have to say, hold on a minute, look how you're portraying yeah. a black person versus a white person doing exactly the same yeah. thing. But big right? up Sterling as well, because he just head down, perseveres. He's a good, he's a good he's lad. He's a great role model. He's a good man. egg. He's, he's, do you know what I mean? I, I rarely hear anything from him. So to hear that from him, everyone was like, wow. But that was a man saying, look, you, you now you've gone too far. I yeah, have to you're say taking something. the piss, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So... I still don't hope the, they don't the win BBC, the league, generally, I feel like they're not as bad as the Daily Mail, but generally they can get caught up in that yeah. whole, okay, this is the way that black people are. This is the light we're going to show them, mm, for example. Mm, mm. So when I talked about R. Kelly before and why is he getting so much media publicity, uh, Victoria Derbyshire was interviewing uh, R. Kelly victims and BBC even had a documentary they created on R. Kelly themselves. Like, yeah. I don't remember anything like that when the Gary Glitter scandals was going on, when the Rolf Harris scandals was going on, but all of a sudden there's all of this for R. Kelly. So I was kind of thinking, okay, she's on this Daily Mail right-wing conservative kind of yeah. thing. Um, So I I straight away just thought like, it was incredible to see a group of black, and it's like 56 black men mm. and they kind of had pictures of them with hoods up in the background. And then they were just sitting there in their regular clothing in the studio and she was passing a microphone around and everyone was talking and telling their story. And I think as males, we generally don't, talk that much i mean obviously us guys do us podcasters and yeah that. We talk. this is like therapy in a way sometimes for us i feel you're kind of i think your average man in the street because again we're talking about stereotypes a man mm. is supposed to be strong a man is supposed to be stunt like man up like if you've got yeah, a problem don't cry. talk about yeah, it yeah, and yeah, just, yeah. just just get you know on what i mean so up. to see 56 men who are supposed to be really flipping masculine and hard like black men you gotta be strong gotta be hard like you know Talking about, oh, these are the problems I'm experiencing in society. I'm experiencing racism. I'm experiencing prejudice. I'm experiencing blah, blah, blah. And when you heard them talk, they were articulate. They were intelligent. And these guys were wearing hoodies. They were wearing tracksuits. Some of yeah. them were businessmen. They were entrepreneurs. They were academic. They were smart. They were brainy. They were everything. And they weren't what the stereotype is. And for for me, I've never seen anything like that. I would love to see the same with people from any other group. If there was 56 
Chinese men that wanted to come up on BBC and talk. 56 Indian men that wanted to come white up on BBC and talk. Uh, bro, <laughs> no, I'm joking, not 56 white men. No, but no, <laughs> if they want to say, like, oh, people are painting us like, you know, if there was 56 UKIP supporters or something and people are painting us in a certain way, there's a stereotype that we're racist and we don't like people. I would love to see 56 UKIP supporters Do you know sit what? down and talk and explain why that they like be, UKIP so much. That would be nice, like a discussion thing of a handful of all the same people Yeah, and just... I mean, it'd be, hopefully, it could, you'd have to have a really strong host or a couple of hosts just to pattern it up so everyone was talking in the Vicky right Vicky D time. could do it, man. I'm fucking with Vicky D now. Vicky D. That's my girl. Yeah? Yeah, man. Yeah. No, it was interesting, man. I, I'm going to try and watch the whole thing. I watched the clips about the, the fist bump and the handshake and the being told to smile more yeah. and, and in customer service or to talk about it. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting. But that one what, was interesting, like in customer service. Um, so just because he's black, he's seen as as being a bit intimidating compared to the white staff. So mm. like the management were kind of inferring, oh, smile more, like be more approachable, be more friendly, be like, I don't know. I, me personally, people generally tell me I'm quite an affable person. Um, so I don't think, I, like I used to work in retail years ago. I don't think I've had that problem because I've always uh, tried to be friendly, approachable and, to talk to people and you know just like a valued customer service yeah, i've always yeah, yeah. been trying to see customers struggling and be like hey can i help you with anything and blah blah blah, blah, blah. you know what i mean so obviously i've got skills in it so that's a bit different yeah i gotta take myself out of the equation um employer of the month you know what i never want an employee of the month bruv and it's not that i was a super jobs worth and i was trying to win it you think they were just hating on the kid no, not even because there's loads of people that are good at their job, isn't it? And mm-hmm. there's obviously office politics as well. So sometimes well, certain people are going to get the employee of the month because they want everyone else to be like them. So talking about... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. if I'm, for example, I'm someone who might like come late. Like I might be like 10, 15 minutes late. Um, but not, then not, I might do a not, good job. Not, not living up to that stereotype. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but then I might do a good job. Um, but then I guess if you give me employee of the month, then other people, it, it might look like Oh, you can you can be 10, 15 minutes late and it and you know and it's cool, and you can still be employee of the month. You see what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah, sometimes yeah, there's yeah. politics involved. You get you get a bit of give and pull. Um, yeah. talking about politics, talking about politics as usual and, and politics within the workplace. We know a lot of our people. Yeah, get Shamima Begum off her with her business, <laughs> man. Like, I'm only joking. Why are you doing... hating on Shamina? She's not, man. She's she, one, no, she's one of our own, bro. What are you talking about? She looks like a bit of a donut to she be does fair. That picture, she does. But that picture, she was made to look like a bit of a donut. Like, just Duh. sitting there. Bro, she made... She was brainwashed or was led and some ill-advised decisions has got her all the way fucked up, so... I would go as far as to say she was a child. She was a child. And she was coerced. She was. She was blatantly. And I feel sorry for her. Yeah, so we need to look at society, how we can stop that, rather than her being the poster child and the scapegoat of all this ISIS terrorism. People got to think the amount of terrorist acts that this country's done, like our leaders over the past, mm. like, you know, all these prime ministers over the past, like they've done bad things. Anyway, talking about work and politics, um, I know a lot of our listeners are listening at work or listening... Um, while in the office, uh, we've got to just talk about politics and be wary of backstabbing co-workers. Boy, you know, like, I've worked in the city. Uh, I've, I've been a contractor. I've worked in loads of different organisations. Um, so when I talk about these experiences, I always talk from my experience 
And I think I've said before, I never talk about uh, the current place where I'm at. I never talk about my current job because it's just not fair, innit? Yeah. Um, but um, recently I found this article and I thought it was interesting. Um, so I thought I'm going to Google it. Um, I just thought, yeah, I kind of thought, let me Google this kind of topic because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, and it and offers, I found a, it. offers advice as well because I know people at work might be going through something. Yeah, and, and um, it talks about backstabbing co-workers and how to really deal with that kind of thing in work like because one thing I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to crack on and get into I don't want to talk too much about it but I'm trying to go somewhere right and yeah. in that place where I want to go to I'm going to need this skill conflict resolution mm. right Syria you know, so I Syria, need a new yeah. skill you know this is what it's about I'm you trying know, to be Thanos bro. I'm out here trying to collect skills and abilities and get all the infinity rings you're not right? going Syria to get back Shumi Vega is it that's your conflict no <laughs> Thanos you getting the Thanos glove <laughs> the gauntlet, infinity gauntlet. <laughs> Come into a job interview <laughs> with, with the, the gauntlet on your hand. <laughs> click your fingers and every, it... <laughs> every time I've got bare work to do, you just click your fingers, it disappears. I ain't got nothing to do today. Oh, you're at the water cooler or, or someone's just chatting shit and you just go, <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and everyone starts to disintegrate and go, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, what a And then you've got to get your broomstick out and clean it all up. Shit. Oh, mate. Yeah, so um, your but, yeah. words of advice. Uh, so um, a lot of people might have heard of Monster, which is um, a really good uh, job searching system. Uh, you know, you can upload your CV, you can search for jobs. I actually thought they went bust for a while, but I was surprised to hear this, to see this article here. Um, and the copyright says 2019. So maybe Monster, maybe they got bought out by somebody. Maybe they came back and they're still popping. But anyway, really good article here from a, a very reputable professional organization. Um, and... So they go ahead and talk about workplace saboteurs and they've got these descriptions here. Uh, so they've put them into categories. There's belittlers, people who hurl put downs and make demeaning remarks and disparaging comments. Credit thieves, people who steal your ideas and try and take the glory. Um, finger pointers, people who, you were just talking about one thing that we uh, kind of do a lot in society is point fingers and try and blame others. Um, you know, people who start rumours and stir up drama, spread gossip. They call them rumour mongers. Slackers, mm. people who shirk responsibility. And, you know, yeah, I think that's something that happens in a lot of places where people shirk responsibility and it's like there's this culture of passing the buck. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I'm not going to do it and I'm going to hope someone else is going to do it or I'm going to try and get someone else to do it so I don't have to do it. Um, do and then get that the last one here is scorched earth managers. So, wow. Uh, people who undermine or even fire a very smart and capable worker when they feel threatened by brains and talent. That's crazy. That is crazy. I've actually been a victim of a scorched earth manager in the past. I actually had to write a letter to the area manager. Um, I came out on top in the end, but I had to be a very, I had to be very professional because this person is senior and you know, you can't disrespect your manager. No. So you have to just be very evidence-based and very serious and professional about it. So, you know, why do people engage in backstabbing? Um, I mean, this is a huge article here. We probably can't talk about everything uh, on a podcast, but there's some very, very, very good gems here. Um, they've got some uh, information here from a PhD. Uh, a person with a PhD, Janelle Anderson, um, who owns a consulting firm 
and is the author of a book called Head On, How to Approach Difficult Conversations Directly. Uh, so why do people engage in backstabbing? Well, this uh, Janelle Anderson PhD says, uh, I believe they see themselves as protecting their own interests. Yeah. So they're but stabbing you in the back one. because they're looking out for themselves. Of and course. They think maybe they see you as a threat and yeah. they're thinking, oh, I need to get rid of this motherfucker because he might come for me. Um, how to respond to backstabbing? Ignore them. Have a talk with the person, is what it says here. Oh, them, them difficult conversations at lunch. Have a talk with the person. By no means corner them and, you know, by no means it says corner the suspect by the water cooler and start look, an angry confrontation. Look them in the office. Look <laughs> say, I just got this little, we've got to have a meeting in here. They get and just lock the door behind you, pull all the, pull all the blinds and say, yo, listen, what's like, come just, on. Just do them like Lufa catching a man in the alley real quick. Oh, Lufa. <laughs> Cry me. Beat man up. Boom, clothesline. Um, <laughs> so yeah, have a talk with the person. Try and sort of level with them. I've actually tried that in the past. So over the 10 years, I've been working in offices in the city and that. Yeah, because I was going to say- I've tried that and sometimes that, that, that doesn't work. Do you think this primarily happens, so to cut you, do you think this mm. primarily happens in offices? I think it can happen- conflict can happen in any type of situation yeah, so yeah. this could be beneficial for all kinds of people yeah 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 um and when you're in an area when you don't want to upset someone or if you're just the type of person that doesn't you know you want to be friends with everybody you don't want to make enemies you don't want to upset anyone i'm a bit these like kind that. of steps could help i think i'm sometimes worried about being liked too much because i've done roles of leadership so and i've you know i could be the mediator and speak mm. to people but sometimes conscious of oh I'll maybe just keep my head down and say nothing when people have aggrieved me. Because I've got to work with people in real, real close proximity. Mm. And then if someone's done, like I've been st stabbed in the back about something with a with a kid and a parent and a teacher. And I was thinking, oh, you fucking cunt. Like, why, why, why would you say that to then not back me? Mm. And then it's all smiles, it's fake smiles and hugs. Fake smile, oh, you get the loves. What, from teachers or Teachers, from... bruv. These women. And I don't even want to stereotype, but like... I know men can do it as well, so yeah. men are just as bad. Women and men, all of you, fucking... Women can be bitchy, can't they? Yeah, women can be bitchy, but men can be bitchy as well, bruv. And men can be shitty as well. So I think women get the stereotype of, oh, they're like catty or backstabbers or jealous, but blokes can be... Like, this experience was with a woman, mm. and because my work is 90% or 85% women, but that's not to take away... Uh, for the fact that it could be a man or woman, but you just feel let down when someone's not backed you or, or stabbed you in the back for like their own. They let Nas down. Shit. Uh, what was the lyric I tried to say and then flopped it? Fake fog, no love. You, fake fake fog, no love. You get the slug. See before Gusto, you luck though, you didn't know. I was like, I can't. What, that was an MC Gusto bar. No, he said, no, yeah, he says that on um, the first track on the uh, his best album. Uh, it was written. <laughs> anyway. Not Illmatic. <laughs> no, of course Illmatic is. Um, I'm so, highly joking. No, uh, how to respond to backstabbing. Have a talk with the person. So, yeah. By no means, By don't cooler. corner them and start an angry <laughs> confrontation. In Knock general, their drink out of their hand. In general, take time to look at the situation from every angle. You know. Uh, you should sleep on it. There's a lot in there, but I'm definitely just going to summarise and say, you know. Think about it. Uh, if they it, like, you know, if, if you talk to them and if they know that they can't get away with this behavior with you, then eventually they'll move on. Uh, but if the two of you can't work out the situation, escalate to your manager. Yeah, it's like bullies. It's, you know, it's like, that's what I tell kids who uh, people are being upset. You know, you ignore them. It's, you treat them like a wasp. 
If you, if you, if you, <laughs> that's a very good impression. Very that's good like impression. You treat a wasp. <laughs> nice to know the effects department and beer rap and banite. We're using this big budget effects department for these lovely sounds. These, uh, hey, these high definition. Right, I've got sounds. to do the panning effect. <laughs> I'll do the oh, I'll do E for E. Oh, <laughs> it's wasp. Oh, E for E. But we digress. Yeah, sorry. So, like a wasp or an insect, if yeah. you faff around, it's going to be attracted to you and keep bugging you. Uh, but then, if you just sort of close your eyes and ignore it, or just stand still and ignore it, or just go about your business, it will fly off because it will get bored. Hmm. And that's like you could treat bullies or um, people who are being horrible to you at work mm. so we're trying to support you in your workplace you know just listen to beer rap and banner and just say look just don't take me for a mug yeah for real i mean yeah that was the next step there so you know have a talk with a person if you can't agree escalate to your manager um and if they continue it says ignore it if someone's actions have irked you on a personal level but if they don't have a negative effect on your job just consider taking the high road or setting a better example and don't feed into the toxicity of an excessively competitive environment. If someone's trying to compete with you, you don't need to compete. Just, you know, just ignore it, innit? Yeah, that's it. Just be a better person and just shine, shine lead by example. That's mm -hmm. what we try and do. Ways to get you through the life, ways to get you through the day. I was very inspiring. I, I like this last thing they said here as well. Yeah. It says, give credit for others' work communicate well with your colleagues and support others' ideas and achievements. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. Like, we, we we just do that naturally as people. We'll be like, oh, bro, those trainers are fresh or, oh, nice segue. Or, you know Thank what I mean? You. We always compliment each other and uh, give each other, support each other's ideas. If someone comes up with a good idea, if someone's achieved something, we say, well done. Yeah. And if everyone in life was like that, I think life would just be easier, not just in the workplace. I was, always, to, I was always taught to greet... Uh, greet a woman or greet someone with a compliment just to set it up mm. not even if you're trying it just at work oh those titties look so juicy right now <laughs> i'd get slapped i'd get uh that's a compliment isn't it yeah it is but that's <laughs> in the process of when you're being intimate <laughs> not at work <laughs> sitting down with your boss and go, what, what's wrong with selling your boss she's got a nice rack that might get you a promotion though get you the sack <laughs> to talk about the rack Oh. <laughs> you have to be greasy, man. Grease. Um, you know what? I have had a sexy boss in the past. Yeah, everyone's had a everyone's had a a sexy boss or coworker. There's something I think it about... helps. The, it helps. It helps the day go by if you can have sexy banter with work colleagues. Mm. There's something about working for someone that like is in a position of power and they're attractive. Um, there's something about that, man. And when there's that little sexual tension and the sexual energy, like they're flirting with you and you're like, what the fuck did she just bend over? And <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about uh, it. Uh, oh, it just makes you want to, yeah, it makes you want to smash, bro. Wow. It makes you want to smash, for real. You like that power, that, that powerful women? Ah, <sighs> oh, yeah, powerful women. Yeah. Like a Theresa May in Brexit, is that your type of thing? No, not, 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 no, not quite like that. Like, um, What's the lady from uh, Victoria Derbyshire, powerful woman? I like I like Vicky D now. Vicky D and like, Fifty Six like, Black like Men. That sounds like a scene cool. from. That sounds, that sounds <laughs> oh like my a, god! That, seems, that sounds like a scene from Blacked. Scene from fucking Vicky D and Fifty Six Young Brothers. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> she was just a she. She's, no, she's no, just a what innocent. No, 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 no. Snow I'll bunny. Not, I'll not have you sexually degrade 
my Victoria Derbyshire. She'll be getting the Vicky D, the Cookie no, D. No, no subject, sexual objectification of this fine, upstanding uh, treasure of White the UK. White princess that gets peppered. A national treasure. Blacked, the latest episode of Black. She's doing a lot. Pornhub category. She's dope. She's good, clean. <laughs> not like we are. Greece. <laughs> She's the opposite of us. Um... We're not that dirty, I don't think. We're oh, just we're disgusting. We're filthy, man. We're just blokes, man. We're filthy. We were talking bro. about that fake taxi thing before. <laughs> Why are you talking about this on the podcast? Why what not, man? If people want to listen to it, bro. People like porn, bro. People like real shit. All right, so fake... it is a funny. It is a funny thing. So the it's other like day, the I met a guy who said he knows the dude from Fake Taxi. And if you know about Fake Taxi, like some some of our listeners are probably going to Google that right now. This is NSFW. This is not safe for work. So make sure oh, you're not on your work not. computer if you clear Google your browser, taxi. clear your catch, your cookies, <laughs> incognito, Trust lock the door, me. pull down the curtain, put you know whatever you got to do. Oh, just man. have a couple browsers on standby. Make just sure no one's looking over your shoulder. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I love the concept of it. I think it's dope. Oh yeah, it's like uh, cabby, and he's like, "Oh, where are you going, darling?" Oh, I'm just going into town. Oh, yeah. Oh, I ain't got any money. Oh, what's that? You don't have any money to pay for the taxi. I'm sure we can find some agreement. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this line as well. He always says this like, He's like, uh, oh, yeah. They're usually new to the country. Oh, I've just came from Spain. Oh, you just come from Spain? Have you? I guess you don't know I just come from Syria. Shouldn't be with me. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've been away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Need to come back. Oh my day! Need to get her back in the country. I just get her, get her in the fake taxi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so they yeah they use it. They, they she use, might make a few quid. No, actually. but I've seen ones that they're, they're not. A few they're, quid for the flight. I see some ones where they're just like local girls, whatever. Um, the, I reckon they're all actors. They're yeah. all actors. Oh yeah, it's all bait because it used to be like bang bro, bang bus. But he's got that line though. What, what's the line? So they're like a tourist. They're new to the country, and he goes, "Oh, did you know that?" Uh, it's like a, a rule in, in England that you uh, you have to show the taxi driver your tits. <laughs> and they're like, what? Proper English like, yeah, thing, like, isn't it? If you throw the, if you show the British it's statement. just like a it's like a British thing. If you show the taxi driver your tits, then you get a free taxi ride. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Yeah. I would have done that. I've been fucking whipping off my hairy chest and getting free Ubers everywhere. The amount I spent on Ubers today and oh anyway, I don't want to talk about it, talk about something else. Right. But fake taxi's funny, but that was like the bang bus where I was like, why is this real? They're just picking up these randomly peng chicks on the, on the street of like Miami and then chopping them down in the back of a van mm. and then like doing whatever and then throwing them out on the street and driving off. But it was made to look, obviously it wasn't real because that would be deep. But uh, yeah, big up big up the the porn community. Shout out to them. Yeah, man. Well, we could get, <clears throat> you know. Do you reckon we should... Um... Do porn, no. That wasn't what I was going to say. I'm joking, go on. <laughs> no, it wasn't, because you looked at me very seriously. Beer, like, what could we call it? I've been it? thinking about this for a while, Cal. I'm glad smear, you mentioned what it. What could we call it? Beer, what, smear rap and battle? Smear, pappin. Smear, pappin. Smear, I don't want no parts of this. This is too grisly, fam. It's super grisly. Smear, Do you think pap. we should do what? Like a porn festival? Smear, pap, and bang her. Get it on a t-shirt. Merchandise Smear, coming soon. Pap and banger. I like it. Uh, oh, what were you going to say? You God. think we should do what? <laughs> um, Sorry, man. We've just um, gone off course. Set up a profile on a porn site. 
and set up a beer up and banter. Well, account. didn't didn't they put they were putting drill videos on Pornhub um, because they were getting shut down on YouTube? Mm. Uh, X-rated site. X-rated yeah, content and then, allowed. Yeah, well, I maybe mean, we can put our episodes on there, and maybe the porn community will support <clears> it because we talk about porn a lot. We talk about grease. We crack jokes. Mm. Well, I was watching that Tiana Trump interview. Uh, she was just on some hip hop radio station, and she was being interviewed. So we could definitely get some. Get some all no stars on here and yeah. Um, or just go to I don't know. This is big money, big money festival, big money sound. We have the big money sound. Talking of big money sound and moving swiftly on. It's moving swiftly on. How much? How much? How much? The topics we got there. What's the time? Hour. Do you want to kill it? Anything? Up? We can quickly just run through some stuff real quick. Well, the music I was just gonna fuck with really, just some of the yeah, new music. It. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out an artist that we've been listening to, and I just we'll, we'll get the reaction. So Dave Black. Hey, Dave's latest track is not, fucking deep. Not, Shout out to Dave. Not to be confused with Black Dave up the road. Mm. There is a Black Steve. <laughs> There's a rapper called Black Steve. It never. I wouldn't be surprised. There is a something. Um. Anyway, but Dave. Something Black, tells me Steve Older Madman used to be called Black Steve. Oh, you know he's got a takeaway up the road for me that uh where where we live. In uh, Chinkford, he owns a takeaway. Yeah, the, it's like a. Does I, he live around there? No, I think he's from Enfield. I watched his uh, Gasworks video, but mm. there's a ISO uh, walk and grill place, like sushi walk and grill, and mm. apparently he's he's put money into it. He owns it, and it looks popping. Like it's go just on. right by where I live. I'll have to. Go on. <clears throat> I'm gonna go and check it out. But big up Steve yeah, and let, Yeah, I'll support that. Shout out to Steve. But yeah, man. Dave Black, big record, another one. Amazing. He's come through. Amazing. Amazing. He, he just says keeps elevating, man. Yeah. He just keeps he just keeps elevating and um I was always a bit hit and miss with no I like I really liked Dave on Tiago Silva and some one or two other records and then he was always a bit I liked him and he was just solid but this this yeah this You know what I want from Dave yeah I want Dave to team up with a super producer because I think like he's worked with Drake like he's got bars like he's at a level where he just needs a little fine tune and a little tweaking he needs someone like a a labyrinth or so just be like Dave. Come, let's make. If an him album. and Labyrinth got a record, that would be. If that, they... that would be sick. If him and Labyrinth teamed up, or who else? Like someone from the grand world, like someone like Wiley. Like Wiley, come make. Him and Rich would make a. Or, if, if him and Rich done something. I don't think Rich makes beats though. I mean, no, like, oh, making beats. Oh, like, no, but Dave like produces. Skepta, Dave... If Skepta said, "Yeah, Dave, come, let's make an album. I'm do all the beats, and you just rap." Sick album. I, I think it would work, but not with Skepta or Wiley. Not with not with a more grimy guy, more of a more of a hip hop piece. What do you want, MJ Neo. Cole? Mm. MJ Cole and Dave, because Dave usually has these composed like with the music and the melodies. Yeah. And MJ Cole can do that. I think Labyrinth. I think what you said first with Labyrinth. Yeah, him, that would be a whole popping. project or like an EP or something. I'll be popping. Yeah, because make it happen, Dave. Labyrinth, yeah. make it happen, mate. Yeah, but we're giving. So we're we're, we're loving Dave. We're loving Black. We're giving that five pints. I'm going to go four because I didn't really like the production that much. Okay. But everything else. Pfft. Four and a half compromise. Yeah, go on then. Yeah? Yeah, man. All right, man. Respect. Um, you spoke on, well, we just spoke on Labyrinth and Labyrinth featured on uh, the Gigs Big Bad album. For me, that, <clears> Labyrinth, <throat> that Labyrinth record is probably the standout for me. Yeah. Um, just because of the way it just sounds sonically. Uh, it sounds polished. Mm. It's a good concept. Mm. Gigs is sitting on the beat nicely. Um, but yeah, that Gigs album, I got mixed reviews. I like it, but I think everyone does bread Gigs way too much, like which is good to support him. And he's definitely got better over the years. Mm. And I've always said that since he was doing records with grime artists, he's had to switch up the flow and he's got better. 
and he's become more charismatic on the mic and yeah, he he's more charismatic off the mic as well when he's, his flow patterns are better and stuff. Um, lyrically, he may say one or two things in the whole song or bar that you, you that you go, mm, yeah, but generally he just he's just a consistent like puncher. Can I just say like his default flow I think is a bit boring and that's maybe where people have a bit of yeah. an issue with it because like, you know. He needs the beat to, like, he'll need most the beat of his to tracks carry him just in. have that regular gigs flow. Yeah, yeah. And then every now and again you'll hear the flow but if it ain't, But if it ain't broke, well, don't fix it. And if he's known for that, that monotone, that that type of flow, and he's got the ad libs and everything else. I think if the beat's banging, and it'll it'll he'll be as good as the beat in in those respects, those regards. I like gigs, man. I think he's hard. No, I think he's. I sick. was just thinking that's what his critics but, would say. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I just yeah. just because everyone breads him, I'll just try and do the opposite, and but not be a hater. But I like the album. The album was solid. Um, what else did I like on there? Yeah, I just think they don't go. Don't go hungry, and I like that baby record, which was like a new look. What the cat dragged in. Um, so what we saying? Three and a half pints, four pints. I'm gonna go three and a half pints for gigs. Three and a half pints for gigs. Um, That's a solid album, by yeah, the way. I yeah. really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good album. I'm gonna go back to. It. I like the first half more than the than than the records with. Uh, I weren't too overly impressed with the French Montana record. I was disappointed with the Jada verse. Uh, and I didn't like where he's singing. And he's got a song with Fion Felonious London and someone else. Do you remember Felonious Monk? I do, vaguely. Yeah, me too. Um, it's a random <laughs> segue. So yeah, there's the, not the, the, oh no, the Gigs album's decent. Um, just felt like Landlord maybe and Wamped them was a bit... Well, Landlord definitely had ticked all the boxes for bangers and then some radio joints yeah. and everything. Um, we got. I think it's got a bit of a mixtapey feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it could have been concise to. It's quite a lot of records. It's quite a lot of songs on the on the whole project, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, but big up gigs, and obviously he's a he's a legend for what he's done and doing. No doubt. Um, yeah, but he's got a little yachty on the album, and it just don't make sense. Uh, you know what though? I thought that was a standout feature. I wow. thought little yachty's flow was crazy. I was like, right, I wasn't expecting that. And you know what my Is that because you have low expectations of Little Yachty? No. Come on. I, no, I don't mind him. Little Boaty is cool with me. Little Boaty? I think he's all right. But you know what? You know what I thought was interesting, yeah? Uh, I don't know who the feature was, but there's this one tune where there's this guy singing. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. And he's like... Dun, 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 I was just saying dun, that. Fam, did, did you just not hear what I said? You just sang it better than me, but... This one. But the purpose... And the papers, I get the money. Talk about it. And I'm gone, bro. And the, 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 yeah, that tune, cold. That's my favourite off the album. Who's, who's the feature? Is that the felonious guy? Yeah, Kristen Hamilton and Theo... Philo yeah, this Theolo guy's sick. Theophilus London. Woo! I was mixed hey, with views about that. Hey, uh, hey, the, oh, hey. Gets, absolutely Mercs. Gets always Mercs on there, but the Gets, re Gets record, uh, Run Me Down. Big up in the house. Uh, moving on with the rap grind, we've got The Clash. Or is it really a clash? Well, it, it's not really a clash yet. It's not, I don't know, the Wiley Skepta thing. So mm. for those who don't know, um, Wiley was going off on one on social media, upset with Skepta. Uh, and I think he didn't get invited to Chipmunk's party or something like that. And he was just throwing a bit of a wobbly. Uh, I thought it might have been associated with his Godfather 2 promo. Uh, work and then oh he was also yeah he's unhappy with Skepta working with Dizzy on that uh, Pagan's record 
Um, Did it not start with that rant <clears throat> from Wiley? Yeah, well, it was all mixed together because he's obviously always back and forth with uh, Dizzy. Um, then he felt maybe hard done by the fact that everyone's working together and he feels like, well, where's your loyalty? Or if I'm, you know, which you can't really have, you know, mm. Skepta doesn't owe anyone anything. He's making records and they make, you know, uh, and then he was upset with the chip and other things on social media. So the 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 fact that Wiley was upset with Skepta and Dizzy making a song together. Yeah. That stems from what some old East versus no some old beef between Wiley and Dizzy that goes back. Okay. Years and years and years. And Skepta and Wiley were supposed to be boys. Well, yeah, they're well, yeah, and he's in Boy Better Know in the yeah. same crew. Um. He just probably felt a, hit a bit hard done Sorry. by, but I might have thought it'd been promo just to just to talk up the. That's the, what I thought at the time. Yeah, um, because Wiley's got that record with Idris Elba and um, Steph London and Sean Paul. It's dead though, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to do the yardy flow and like Idris man, allow it, bro. You can't be a good actor, Idris man. You can't be an, like an attractive man that every woman fancies. When he voted like the sex GQ sexiest man or something, is it? Yeah, you can't oh, be like a, an amazing actor, DJ, all this, and then like rap and sing and do this bashing no, thing. You like, can, but it. you should have just got someone to write the bars. That's what you should have done. Mm. Should have hollered at your boy. Because I would have wrote you the hardest 16 and then, and then would have been like, oh, yo, Idris killed this. But it didn't, the record didn't fit though, man. It was like, Wiley got that bit there. Then Steph London's doing the Yardy chat thing. Uh, then Sean Paul and then Idris Elba. It's like, how did, who thought of this mixing all them four together? It's like, it's either one or the other or it's, it's, it's almost felt like a major laser record where you're trying to get all these heads and jumping on it. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, Diplo's got a <coughs> decent album that uh, I think it's called Europa where he's getting artists from all over Europe, rapping and singing in French, Spanish. He's got Octavian mm. in it. Um, yeah, bangs. It's got that IMDDB, the chick that you like. IMDDB? Yeah, she's on there. So that's that's big. But this Wiley Skeptical, so back and forth, he we weren't happy. Um, Graham Originals was hard, on. Yeah. And I think Wiley was meant to turn up for his birthday. He didn't turn up. Skepta turned up to support him, was bigging him up, put him in lyrics saying, you know, if you you know if you know mess with Wiley. Fam, does this beef go back to when when Dizzy Rascal got stabbed in Ayanapa? Yeah, that that's but that's the Dizzy Wiley thing. I thought it was talking about the, the Wiley, the new Wiley Skepta Clash thing. Yeah. Oh, you're just putting some backstory to it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Dizzy got stabbed in Ayanapa, and then he blamed Wiley for like setting him up or for being involved in for the reason that he got stabbed, and so those two fell out over that. Do you know what? And so because Skepta's gone and done a song with like, look, this guy I've had beef with from back in the day. I think, with and this is like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I think Wiley's been holding on to it for a while and, and, and Dizzy's just kept it moving. There's a really good interview with Dizzy and the true Geordie that people should watch and, and it Dizzy breaks it down. Mm. And he sort of doesn't really want to talk about it because it happened so long ago and he's moved on and he's yeah. gone so clear. He's this global star. Yeah. So they've done this. So while while he's not turned up at, at his birthday thing at the Shubs, uh, at the rave, and then Skepta's uh, turned up to talk to him and probably try and clarify it. And then he's also spitting. And I think he's put him in lyrics to be like, yeah, like big you, big you up, big you up. Then he made a record. Then he made a record saying... Um, Skepta made a record saying, you know, you weren't there, I come to your birthday, but where was you or you weren't there? And like, I'm supporting, but... So just putting something out there. And I'm thinking he's just putting it out just to make Wiley wake up a bit. Mm. 
mm. and just a bit of friendly banter, friendly competition, and friendly. It seemed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Skepta's, yeah. you know, Skepta's getting all these records with ASAP Rocky. He's doing his fashion thing. He's gone globally. Like his sound is is sort of grime, but with. A whole nother thing now, like how he's rapping. His sound is ridiculous. Yeah, he's doing this whole different type of rapping. But so is Wiley's now. though. Yeah, but Wiley's tra- stayed truer, if that's the right word, to the whole... Fuck that, you got to get paid. Yeah, you got to do things. I mean, Wiley still gets it in and he makes his little summer... Them, say little, like he's, I've never had a number one, but yeah, he's, he makes them records. So then, off the strength of that, Wiley's obviously gone into his bag and he started writing and he put it out on fucking Sendspace of all things so people could listen to it on Sendspace. Old school. Old school. <laughs> and uh, he murked. He absolutely fucking murked. He went mad and... Shelled. Shellington Avenue. Shelled man down. Sheller man down. So I don't think it's a proper clash yet because they ain't clashed on radio or rave or anything like that and it's just been like one dub um, and one semi-dub so... I mean, Wiley's obviously cleaned him out of the water mm. and and would, but I'm, we're both big skeptic. Well, I'm a big skeptic fan, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. They'll probably just jump on a record and it will go number one. <laughs> How about that? They, this might even be all fucking pre pre done on some WWF. I mean, it, it, it could be in it. It could be. Yeah. Um, but what Skepta's diss track was? I remember that dropped last year. Money right, and it wasn't really. That heavyweight, as no, you that, kind of alluded to, that one, no, was, that wasn't a diss. Oh, that wasn't. No, a that's diss? the song with Dizzy. Wait my till bad. I get, okay. Wait till I get my money right. That one with. Uh, no, I don't even remember it. Yes, yeah, well, it, it, exactly. Oh, it had the. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was all right. It had the uh, that whole sort of jungle sample. Ding, 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 with the piano. Oh, that one. No, that was all right. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, wait till I right get my still. money right. It says, "Wish you was here." So the 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 skeptic one was like. Yeah. How many times? And it was just, it was like, it was all right, innit? Yeah, this it is decent. Right. This is the one that goes over it. So, wish you was here. So he's going, where was you? So he's going back and forth. You weren't there. there. Little sing-along thing. You yeah. weren't there. But then Wiley went, obviously, and did the, the new Wiley's thing. Don't <laughs> bread me. And oh my God. And Maniac did the beat as well. So, original, like... Sick grand producer. This tune is hard. Yeah, this song's a lot harder, a lot better. And the fact that Wiley does bare different flow patterns and cl- like he's the king, he's the war- king of warlord dubs. You know, people know from night bus rhythms and like when it was everyone was clashing and it'd be like a it'd be a dub every other day or every other week and it was it was real on top. So it'd be interesting to see how it pans out. But yeah, the get the gigs and the skip. Uh, sorry, the skeptic and the Wiley thing. Oh, that's going to sort itself out. And lastly, AJ Tracy. I've been playing. Uh, it was decent. I was give it like two and a half, three pints out of five pints. Didn't didn't blow me away. It was solid. You know what you're getting with him. Every record is like flashy, bossy. Mm. I'm doing my thing. Look like you're doing the gun lean. Flick it. <laughs> no, Flick it. Now see, no, I'm not. I'm I'm doing the tired lean. I'm doing the. The fiend. The tired lean. lean. We've been going for yeah, well we over an hour now. That's it. Oh, well over an hour. Mm. Victor- Victoria Derbyshire, well over an hour. I don't know why I said that. That's just. Yeah. I'm tired, man. Tired. Listen, tired. Thank very you, man. Tired. Shout out to Vicky D. Shout out to Wiley. That was a very big track. I was feeling it. Shout out to everybody that we've talked about in the podcast. If you've got any views on the topics we've been talking about, please hit us up on at Beer at Bants. At Cal Sirius, at Ings LT, 
You know the drilly, yo. Oh, I just want to end with... I'm not even going to be... I'm just going to be real quick. Yeah, as you've been saying, shout out. Big shout out to Bell Cobain. Big shout out to Anthony Blaze. Big shout out to E Minor. And big shout out to Dominique Octave, who all played at Emerald Live, which I hosted. So go check them out as well. Loads of musicians. Loads of music you can check out. So Bell Cobain, Anthony Blaze, E Minor, Dominique Octave. Um, we spoke about the AJ Tracy. Go check out the Gigs album. Go check out... Uh, was it Young Younger Youngin last week? You was talking Youngin. About? Yeah. Um, all this new music. Co keep supporting us. We appreciate it. We love you. And we out. Peace. Peace.